0: Success is being happy and comfortable, being healthy and, and having good friends and you know everyone around you is, uh, I guess, having a good, good time. Money can change, status can change at a drop of a hat, but your health shouldn't and those other things shouldn't, which is why I get up earlier now, which is why I'm going to look after myself, because if I look after myself, I look after the staff.
1: Hello listeners and welcome along to the Mightily podcast, the podcast where leaders are made. Whether you're a CEO, manager, teacher, or parent, I believe everybody can be a leader. My mission is to help my listeners understand the skills, traits, and mindset of what it takes to become an exceptional leader. I'm your host, Georgie Hubbard, business owner, career, and mindset coach. If you're ready to discover the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the mind to Lead podcast. Today I dive deep into the mind of Braden Voigt. Braden is an exceptional entrepreneur, founder and CEO of Lynx. Lynx is a global software company specializing in artificial intelligence. So what's in it for you? Well, you will learn what mistakes Braden has made throughout his business so that you don't make the same. Braden's thoughts and ideas around building a great culture, especially when it comes to dispersed workforce, the importance of having and developing your softer skills, and the two biggest traits of what makes a world-class leader. So if you're ready, turn your listening ears on, and let's go. So welcome, Braden, to the first ever episode of Mindset to Lead. I'm really excited to have you here. And I wanted to say, first of all, congratulations, because you were just one Entrepreneur of the Year in Brisbane, young Entrepreneur of the Year may I add, which is even (laughs) more amazing. So talk to us a little bit about that. Was that a surprise or how did that come about?
0: um i've been entering those awards for five years now four or five years um won my first one with them uh, back in 2016 which was startup of the year um so this is with a company called business news australia um and then um yeah this year was it was a surprise um you know entering a category there was a lot more people 300 people i think it was at this event so um, to take out the award um in the technology category was was a shock it was uh, you know just incredible Um, and since then what it's done for the business in the very short period of time the people we've been able to connect to um, that we you know more unable to connect to before so Mm -hmm. it's been it's been really really good
1: Mm -hmm. so you don't win an award like that and go up against 300 people without having a pretty outstanding business. So how do you think then Links is different from your competitors and other technology businesses?
0: Um, well, we all do different things. We all have, I guess, our value add to the customer. So um, I got asked that exact same question from a few other organizations recently comparing us in other, you know, uh, I guess, AI businesses and what we different, do different versus them. So a lot of it is the technology that we, or the stack that we use, um, as well as the skill sets. So you'll see some AI companies will, will leverage products like UiPath or they're off the shelf products and they're delivering automation through those tools. Um, whereas with uh, Lynx, we've got developers on staff, we have data scientists on staff, testers, BA. So we're architecting, we theoretically could architect the UiPath platform ourselves. Um, so it's a very different sort of um, business model, very uh, I guess different sort of outcome to the for the client as well. So um, yeah, we're very, very unique, and I think that's why we've got a lot of the projects that we have. Um, we, we can actually deliver an end-to end uh, I guess solution for our customers where they're very much you know off the you know shelf sort of product.
1: Mm, amazing. And how old is Lynx now?
0: It's two and a half years. Um, So we've grown uh, quite drastically in the last two and a half years. Um, The next few months are probably the most exciting for the business. Um, Mm. We've secured some extremely large contracts. Um, We're in the process of expanding internationally, um, which is part of the reason um, I think we we actually won the award, um, was our expansion into Singapore and um, working with a client in Indonesia. Um, and that project among you know many others that we've got at the moment um, we'll see the company triple in size in the next few months um, so it's enormous growth um, but that is all because of the staff and the mm-hmm. clients that we deal with mm-hmm. that have really enabled that mm-hmm. so
1: amazing and so so links wasn't obviously your first business so what no. I'd love to know more about is give us a little bit of a, a history I guess to to yourself mm-hmm. and perhaps the 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 lessons that you learned in your previous businesses that made links the great success that it is today. So talk to us a little about your history.
0: I, I'd say it's before I even got into it. Um, my very first career I was a chef. Um, so I started off cooking, and that kind of enabled me for high pressure. Um, you're working in the kitchen, you're getting so much, you know, say heat in the kitchen. It literally is like that. Um, but you you've got to push through. You know. You know, difficult situations, um, you've got to think on your feet and you've got to move quickly. But you have to work as a team. Um, there's small kitchens, you know, three or four chefs in a kitchen doing 150 people in a night. You have to work together. And if you don't, everything falls over. So there's a lot of things I learned there. Um, and then going into the IT industry, it was my, you know, at school my passion was cooking and IT and I always wanted to do it. And then working in customers or for, I guess, organizations, not so much customers, for organizations, you um, getting the, I guess, understanding as to what they actually wanted and what they were trying to achieve. Uh, Moving then into integrator land, I had a different perspective and a different view as to how organizations worked. So I spent about 10 years working in integrators, small all the way up to Data3, Dimension Data, Redify, DWS, very big organizations. Um, And the last few of those organizations, I was tasked with building divisions inside the organization. So I learned a lot in those companies of what works well and what doesn't. So how to scale a business when it's a listed company, um, when you've got so much scrutiny over what you're doing, um, through to, you know, smaller businesses that are being acquired. Like was it Redify when they were going through the process of, of being acquired? Um, and that was blue, co- blue Sky Capital Investment. So that changes cultures, it changes businesses, and it did change that business. Um, and then Redify took over them. And then moving into my own business, which was really um, started off the back of I got, Frustrated seeing what organizations like um, you know, those big SIs were doing to, to clients. It was a money grab exercise. Um, it come across very much, you know, they've got to make money, they've got shareholders they need to report to, and they'd do almost anything to get, that, get the, uh, the revenue out of the client rather than thinking about the outcome. And I think that's why all of our customers, there's not one that doesn't come back to us, um, that's continued to work with us as a result of you know the good work we're doing. We, we partner with our customers, we don't just do it transactionally. Um, so the business I did start was, um, or co founded, um, was uh, Six Pivot. And that was with uh, a lady by the name of Faith. And, you know, We did really well. Um, It was a great business, still is a great business today. Um, We have a different focus. Um, That business, or six people, is very focused towards the ISVs and, um, you know, great, again, great business. Um, Whereas uh, Lynx is more focused at AI. So we're not a, we're a software development company, but our true focus is around um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, cognitive services and that's where we've excelled um, to the point where we're in the process of um, establishing a joint venture with one of our customers, um, building cameras, smart cameras using machine learning and um, applying that with traffic management um, through to um, healthcare and um, uh, mining and manufacturing, looking at uh, you know potential issues uh, that could be in the workplace of people falling over or <coughs> something that's unsafe in a, in a workplace and picking up that that actual scenario um, using computer vision so um, and that's kind of yeah Mm, that's kind of the history
1: that's your journey and you've you mentioned in that quite a lot about people scaling teams culture so curious to know what your idea of a great culture is
0: Um, so I'll look at the different businesses um, having you know worked in so many over the the last 15 years um, I've tried to take the good things from those businesses Um, and a lot of that comes down to the people. Um, I've read so many articles and so many things that say, you know, culture is all driven by the top. It's defined at the top but it's not driven by the top. It's driven by the people in the business. If you have one negative person in a business, it impacts the entire business. Uh, So I guess a good culture and the culture we have is we enable our staff, um, send them on conferences, you know, if they want to go to events, um, we've got, um, several actually that go to these these conferences active in River City Labs um, and that kind of builds, I guess, the team sort of environment and then we do things with the staff as well. So we've got our um, Christmas party coming up shortly where we're taking everyone to the Um Last year we did Gold Coast um, and then we have a mid-year um, event as well where we bring all the staff in. So, And it's not just for staff, the Christmas party is for their families as well. So families and kids come along um, because we think that the business operates like a, a team and a family um, so if we include everyone everyone's more happy they just get along it, it works mm-hmm. so it's important to have collaboration mm.
1: i absolutely love that what you said about the team you see as family i think that's really really powerful and since you've started links you i remember talking to you before you've had very little turnover in in your team yeah. so Talk, talk a little bit about, you mentioned their training and development, but, but what else do you offer your staff to, to keep them happy and engaged?
0: Um, I, I think it's the projects. Um, if I look at the staff retention, um, we've had one person leave and that's because they had their own company. Um, we knew that before they joined and it's part of our recruitment process. So um, looking at um, you know just the way we do things, it is try and from day one, they do the interview we make it very open you can be innovative you can have your own ideas when you join the company it's the same deal Um, we innovate as an organization but we innovate in our customers And it's a lot of our messaging is around that. So we won't just take what you tell us is the gospel and the way it needs to work. We understand technology, you understand your your business. You tell us what you need to do and we'll tell you how to evolve it. Uh, But the consultants are constantly involved in those decisions. It's not me making those decisions. Um, We've got some really cool stories of, you know, today one of the consultants decided that we need to do, um, we're actually building these cameras and instead of fabricating it using um, uh, printers, um, we're actually doing it with Lego. So they've got a box of Lego and cool. they're actually going to do it with Lego. So they think outside the box yeah. themselves. Yeah. Um, they don't need the leadership to do it, they just do it. Mm. So.
1: But that, that whole sort of being, being, create, being creative and allowing your team to do that, that comes from them feeling safe and secure from the leadership. So yep. how, how, do you, how, do, how have you enabled your team to feel safe and able just to come up with those ideas and run with it?
0: Well, um, they don't get pushback. Mm. Uh, I've never said no um, you know several stuff've come up with ideas and it's I don't you know shut it down straight away I, I go well is it commercially viable can you commercialize this so we, I run through the same scenarios but openly I would if I was going to commercialize something within the, the links business so I treat them as equal um, rather than, than then' a staff member um, and I think that has helped you know when it comes to retaining staff that's we're a, we're a team. Um, you can't do things in isolation you got mm-hmm. to do it as a team so mm-hmm. I think that's why
1: mm-hmm. so if some if someone comes to you with a new idea then you say you don't just shut it down straight away so what are the kind of questions that you ask to make yeah. sure that it is a good idea moving forward
0: who is your market um, mm-hmm. so who would you sell to um, uh, how would you charge for it what would that look like how much development effort is needed to actually build the product um, and those f- first few questions generally you can come out with it pretty quickly, whether or not it's a viable product. Um, one of the, the the staff come up with an idea of, I um, was it, uh, doing 457s and the entire process of going through getting a visa being so problematic. And anyway, went, well, maybe we can automate it, maybe there's better ways to do it. And it was, there's a lot of resistance because of the way that process works that we looked at and went, well, we could do it, but how would you charge for it and how would that all work? So it's not ready the market's not ready for that so we're like, we'll hold on to that idea but there will be a time that we could actually do it um, so we didn't say no but we said wait um, the other thing is if they come up with ideas we will invest in them um, so we have one um, staff member that come up with an idea and um, as a result um, one of our biggest customers is using the, the, the product and we're in the process of turning into a full commercialized product and he has a shareholding in it mm. so it's we're not greedy we want our staff to reap the rewards as well
1: mm you so that and that also that comes down from making smart hiring choices so what i love to dive into now is what is your process when it comes to hiring
0: um quite complicated you would know <laughs> yes <laughs> um uh-huh. so we have a, a multi-step process which um the first uh, i guess step is a conversation with hr um, that is really just the gauge what is the individual like um, those questions are not You know really focused towards what they've done in their career it's more towards who they are as a person so you know what are your hobbies what do you like to do in your spare time what excites you when you get up in the morning is it to go to work or is it you know you do some form of martial arts or what is it you know that I guess energizes you and then the second interview is a technical test um, which has been tweaked and changed um, based on the, the different types of work that we're doing and given technology keeps changing, um, we tweak and change it. And then our third step um, is an interview, um, generally with myself or one of the PCs or principal consultants. Um, and the final step is an offer. Um, and if you make it through all that, then yeah, you're straight into the into the business. Mm-hmm. And that's that's our, mm-hmm. yeah, our process.
1: And how, so I love the way you do the HR piece first. So let's just say that you were presented with a candidate who you technically scored yeah, amazingly and you thought wow this person's great on that sort of side but how, how would how important to you and your business right now is the softer skills that whole self-awareness the the motivation piece and the collaboration
0: um, it's, it's extremely con- important in a consulting company um, if you look at the market there's really two types of businesses you are a developer working in a consultancy consulting to a client or you are working in an internal product company um, consulting capability is extremely important and the way that people engage and communicate is important you can't pick that up on a technical test you need to talk to the individual first and then the hard skills come after that if they're a great person and they can engage and everything then you got a thumbs up and unfortunately some of the people don't pass the technical tests but that's a school that they can evolve try and evolve communication engagement and team and it just doesn't work that you either got that or you don't um, yeah you can learn bits and pieces but it, some people just have that gift um, which is why we do the recruitment process that way mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. yeah so I, yeah, and, and I would completely agree with you and I think that this is probably where a lot of particularly technology companies go go wrong is that they hire full skill as opposed to that those softer skills you know like the emotional intelligence, yeah. the communication piece and then ultimately that then bites them down the down the down the yeah. path so that's really interesting how you do that and then in terms of I guess dealing then if you have made if you've ever made a poor high and maybe not a links but a six pivot how do you go about then do how do you go about sort of working with that individual is it a case of you put them through some kind of formal training and and how do you go about sort of doing that appraisal because i think People that I've that I work with, when they've made poor hires, it's a little bit of a challenge for them then to move them out of the business. Mm -hmm. So how how have you gone about that in the past? Yeah, Yeah, I've
0: been in that part, been in that situation before. Um, It's not an easy situation to be in. Um, You know, as a it's it's hard as a, a leader. It's even harder as an owner of a business um, when you're directly making those decisions. Um, But if you don't make those decisions, you impact other people in the organization. Um, As I said before, one bad egg can, you know, destroy your culture. Um, So they're decisions you have to make. Um, So, yeah, definitely been in them before. Um, Not at Six Pivot. Um, You just, you know, actually the last few years, we've never really had to make... The hard decisions that have you know resulted in any form of impact to the businesses previously in other organizations yes um, you bigger the company you're hiring people so many people and you do make mistakes mm-hmm. uh, so now it's a different sort of process and links um, that we can make sure that we don't have those those issues so and as I said we tweak can change it mm-hmm. along the way but Perfect. you have them unfortunately
1: yeah you do and I, I think that's all growing pains when you are you know starting a business you know you do sometimes do make the wrong hires and that that's there'll be a lot of people Listening to this, that will be thinking, God, I can't believe you've grown from you know in five people to twenty people to thirty people. You're on about hiring two hundred people, and you've seemed to have those processes and systems in place now, which is amazing.
0: We do, we do. We hired um, a COO, um, Rod, who he stepped in a couple of months ago. Um, we've engaged a PR f- uh, firm that's rebranding the entire company, prepping it for global growth. Um, we're appointing a new chairman to the board. Um, he'll start in December. Um, we've made some quite you know, hefty changes structurally and that is to prepare us for what is about to come from a growth perspective so um, you know it's it's a if you don't do it right now we I know O2 well that it will break the business um, so we're, we're doing these things ready right now so we're, we're done now we've got the people we need um, it's now consultants and, and delivery personnel uh, to basically scale it which we're already on that that okay. path to get it ready so
1: perfect perfect. so you talked about how you get the company ready let's talk about how you get ready so I am fascinated so you are one of the most motivated individuals I've ever met you've got this amazing drive about you and I would love to understand where does that come from is that something that you've always had or has that been created along the way
0: Um, well there's two answers to that question Um, one's actually a touchy subject which I will share Um, a lot of it was my upbringing Um, my dad was highly driven, um, but there was always a competition. Um, so, what I did find over the years is um, it kind of defined me as a person. And the drive that I have now as a result is to achieve. Um, my mum's brother um, did the same thing, she achieved so much. So, I saw around it, I looked around, and then I went, Well, I want to do that, I want to mm-hmm. achieve. I want to make my family. I want to make everyone proud of you know what I can achieve. Um, so that drove me. That drove mm-hmm. me. And coffee was the other thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that kind of keeps me going. But yeah, it was my upbringing. Okay. Um, yeah.
1: That 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 want and that need to make your parents proud. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now my whole family works. Yeah. yeah. As a result, so my my brothers um, and my mum mm-hmm. they're in they're in the business. Um, but yeah it was to more to say that I can't do it um, no one will tell me that I can't um, no one will ever tell me that I can't um, it becomes a I guess a challenge and a driver to do it so it, it's, yeah it has definitely defined me as a person um, that kind of go get them attitude once I know anything um, there's no such thing as can't uh, but I always have the whole fail fast so and culturally it is fail fast let's move on you know you, are very unlikely gonna get reprimanded if it's something small but if you don't tell me I can't help you therefore it turns into a big thing so um, and that's kind of stuck with me even in my personal life um, if I do something it's trying to fail fast mm-hmm. move on mm-hmm. can't fix it
1: so and that that mindset so how do you wait? I mean, talk, talk. Do you do you have any like morning routines or anything that you do to get yourself in that headspace every day?
0: Uh, it's more nighttime routines. Okay. Um, it's changed recently, so um, you know I'm getting up a lot earlier now than I used to. Um, just find be a little bit more productive in the morning. You don't have people you know calling you, and I'm always on the phone. Um, So, you know, getting up early has has helped a lot over the last, you know, what, three, four weeks. Um, But I do have something that I've done for many, many years and that has helped me grow and learn, which is every night time I'll sit there and I'll spend two hours, maybe three hours watching different videos. Um, They might not be on, you know, things to do as a leader or things to do as a CEO, but more just what's happening in the industry. Um, You look at climate change, you look at manufacturing and construction, you look at um, what's happening with AI. people that are against it, you look at what, Elon Musk is doing what Richard Branson is doing um, and it just sparks ideas um, it's not honing in on certain skills it's just looking generally so I generally choose a topic and go for this week I'm gonna watch stuff related to I don't know weather, and learn about all range of things the next week will be about I don't know large-scale manufacturing of bridges um, and I just find techniques that they're talking about good in my day-to-day life or even in the business so Different challenges I'll face day to day, I can go, oh, hang on a minute, I saw something over there in another industry that I can apply to what we're doing in the business. So that has helped me so much. Um, and you can't stop learning, mm. uh, especially in this industry.
1: Yeah, totally agree. And for people who are budding entrepreneurs wanting to start their own business, what advice would you have for those types of people?
0: Get a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, if you don't have a mentor, it's you're learning as you go and the challenge is you will fail and then you don't know how to fix it. Um, whereas if you have a mentor and someone you can talk to and bounce ideas off, um, I find that you will fail a lot less and you won't actually fail. You'll be you know, behind the scenes going, well, you know, which, which direction should I go? So having more than one is always great. Uh, but I, I've had you know different mentors on and off uh, my, the, I guess different parts of my career because you change as a person you learn new things you adapt in different roles um, but yeah definitely have a mentor even as just a, a, a leader in a business doesn't necessarily need to be a CEO um, you know general managers team leaders have a mentor um, you'll learn and grow a lot faster
1: mm-hmm. and what advice would you give to somebody who wanted to come and work for links in terms of the sort of characteristics that you would look for?
0: Um, so, uh, there's a number, of, it depends on the role. Mm. So, it really depends on the role. So, um, if it's a consultant, um, that team, upbeat, you know, sort of, um, well, team focus, upbeat personality, um, willing to engage, willing to help um, their peers is extremely important. Um, and then technical capability, obviously, when it comes to a leader, uh, looking at someone like you know Rod or or any other of the people we have in the business, it's very much time management because uh, you get a lot to do and you've got to focus on the things that matter. Um, so I have you know myself, I have goals that I try and achieve weekly and daily, and the same applies for the the leadership team they should have goals that they should focus on and um, people coming into the organization would expect the same things they they have a goal uh, you know they're they're driven as individuals be that internally externally um, but they're just good people
1: Mm -hmm. that's actually touch upon that whole goal setting because I think that's really crucial and you know I'm sure you would say that that's part of your success is having a clear vision and a goal to work towards each week so how do you go about setting goals
0: Like for the company or yeah, just
1: maybe maybe personally, company wise. Let's do let's do personal first.
0: Um, So, with regards to that, uh, so I have a a weekly goal, uh, which is more just. I want to achieve a function or a task for the week it could be something driven to a customer it could be you know something internally my daily goals are just a driver that i know that if i get so busy throughout the day that i have to achieve that one goal or two goals and i don't set many it's just one or two for the day one for the week and i know that if i get through those over the month then i've made some form of impact on the you know massive list of things i need to do you've got to prioritize all of those tasks some things can drop off some things other people can do uh, so it's a matter of priority. It's a matter of impact to the people, impact to the staff, impact to the business, and impact to our customers. And that's kind of how I prioritise mm-hmm. what I need to do. So, whereas for the the business is similar as well. Uh, it depends on yeah, really impact. It's more customer driven than it is internally. Uh, you know how we prioritise those mm-hmm. things.
1: Do you write your goals down?
0: No. Mm, no. Interesting. Okay. Um, because of the the, the daily goals, mm-hmm. uh, I know what I've got to achieve Mm -hmm. so generally don't need to Mm -hmm. weekly goals um, no actually don't yeah don't write them down at all Uh, I know what I've got to achieve and I just stick to it and make sure I get it done you just go for it Yeah.
1: yeah perfect and one question that I I think is I always love to ask this and it's all around success so everyone thinks of success differently so what in your opinion does success look like
0: if you asked me that question 12 months ago well actually two years ago I would have given you a very different answer mm-hmm.
1: uh, let's go two years ago I quite like to know what it would have been two years yeah, ago. yeah
0: so two years ago it would have been um, you know money mm-hmm. uh, and um, status whereas now I look at it very differently and a lot of the changes that I've made you know over the last few months have been a result of looking at it differently success is being happy and comfortable being healthy and and having good friends and you know everyone around you is uh, I guess having a good time um, money can change um, status can change at a drop of a hat but your health shouldn't and those other things shouldn't which is why I get up earlier now which is why I'm trying to look after myself because if I look after myself I look after the staff um, so it's although it's it's still important it's not what make that's not what success is success is all of those things firing you know um equally and it's funny um because there was a gentleman many many years ago by the name of scott gosling um that works at data3 um that actually said to me and it stuck with me for for my life he goes there's a triangle and on that triangle you have family and all these other things and you need to make sure that they're all you know together you drop one and everything falls over and it's it's so true um which is now why i kind of look at it and go do those things
1: because mm. you are a dad you've yep. got two boys, boys. yeah yep. Be- two beautiful boys I've met them both so how how do you juggle that
0: with much difficulty mm-hmm. uh, so I mean I have the kids every every second weekend and I'm lucky that um, you know Briannie is very supportive um, of what I do and and vice versa so um, you know uh, we have a great friendship um, that um, you know even after separation it's, it's been great like it's no I think it's it works, uh, and especially for the kids. The kids, you know, they come over and they have a good time, and um, we do everything we possibly can with them. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. there, that's good.
1: And what advice would you give them when they start to, their career? And,
0: oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I look at it now with the boys, and there's things that I'm doing now to try and get them ready for that. So, A lot of the things that you see at the schools and what they do at home is as children I mean they're only young eight and four uh, Mm. years old um, so their concentration levels are not the best Mm. but the oldest is is fascinated with things Uh, so instead of it just being you know okay here's an Xbox here's an iPad uh, you know one of the projects I mentioned before we've got raspberry Pis and we're building cameras and, and machine learning So um, he broke his laptop, so let's get a Raspberry Pi and we'll start to build you a little laptop. So um, he got all excited about it and wanted to do that. So it's learning differently and he does play games, but he's playing, you know, farming simulator. So it's something stimulating, something that he's learning about something. So I don't like them playing, you know, terrible shoot 'em up games. It's gotta be games that are somewhat educational in their learning. So I guess for the kids, it's it's hard to say at that age what they wanna do, but just enable them. Um, Give them everything they can now until they're old enough to mm. make the decision mm.
1: and yeah. I guess that all comes back to keeping your health in check so you can obviously be that them. yeah absolutely yeah. and but I think the what they'll learn from you is an amazing work ethic which I think would be really powerful for them to watch as they grow and develop throughout their yeah. years so final question what do you think it takes to be an amazing leader
0: um, there's a couple traits um, that, yeah, as I said before, they've, they, I guess they've changed over the years just with experience, uh, but communication is, is a massive thing. I didn't appreciate it as much as I do now, uh, you know, going through evolving as a, as a person. that you spend the last, you know, four or five years that I've kind of gone, you really need to have that quality and you need to do it well, but not just communicating to people, but listening. Um, you need to listen to what people are saying in the organization. And there's so many articles, so many things that talk about, you know, top level of the organization, CXO knowing knowing nothing about the operation of the business. You're being told to just listen, observe and listen. So communication is a big thing. Um, the team environment, um, you've got to be able to build a culture, help a culture evolve. So um, that's also, you know, I guess very important um, and just willingness to learn. Um, you don't know everything. Uh, you'll never will know everything continue to learn continue to evolve as an individual mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah. and if there's something that you don't know how how do you how do you go about that because I think what's really powerful about leaders who could almost admit that they don't know everything mm. and showing their vulnerability so how do you go about if someone comes to you and you don't know something
0: so the staff do it so mm. the staff will ask me a question and it's like oh well, we could do it this way I could it, what do you think so I put it back on them as well. So it's not just me making a decision um, or me trying to guess what it could be right. I get other people's you know thoughts. And as I said, I watch a lot of YouTube videos and read a lot of things. And um, so if I don't know the answer, I'll, I'll explore it. But if I genuinely don't know the answer um, and someone asks me, I'll go, oh, I'll just go research. I'll go talk to a few people and find out um, because you just don't know everything. And you can make mistakes. If you say, yes, do it this way and you're not confident or comfortable with that, you'll make a mistake. And then you'll look like the idiot uh, mm-hmm. when you could have just said, "I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'll go and check."
1: Yeah. Amazing, Braden. Thank you so much for no, your time. Welcome. It's been an absolute honour to have you here today, and look forward to working with you a lot more in thank the future. You very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind to Lead podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it with at least one of your friends and please leave a comment please like this podcast it would mean the world to me let's connect i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram georgie hubbard on linkedin georgie l hubbard on instagram i hope you have a beautiful day i look forward to bringing you lots more content lots more value and i look forward to speaking to you again soon